welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Merle, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Merle Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hello. Today we're asking, how can we accept the journey we're on, the struggles we face and how far we have to go, and at the same time be generous and supportive to others' happiness and success? But first, how are you failing this week, Abra? Okay, well, first of all, I want to apologise to our listeners because we both have come down with horrible colds over the last few weeks. Right. And so we probably sound very bunged up and croaky. A bit bunged up and croaky. So we put off recording this podcast for as long as possible, trying to make sure that we're kind of over this thing, but it's not happening. This is the the latest we can start recording, so we just have to go with the flow. Yeah, we'll try and cut, edit out any (laughs) coughing, sneezing, spluttering, nose (laughs) blowing. No one wants to hear that. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so after the initi- initiating that apology, um, I shall go on to um, other failures I've had this week. <laughs> apart from, <laughs> apart from Ill. being ill. Yeah. Um, my main failure this week is um, in relation to uh, my ability to procrastinate <laughs> so yeah. long that I miss opportunities. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just <laughs> I don't know what I what it is about me. Uh, this particular situation was um, applying for a, a job, an acting job, which personally I think I'd have been perfect for, <laughs> mostly because it was located like ten minutes from where I live. Mm-hmm. This is unusual because most jobs that we see around, particularly in the creative field where we are, are all in London. Exactly. We're close enough to London that it's viable to get there, but it's a hassle. And obviously everything centres around London, like all the jobs. So this was like an amazing opportunity to get local contacts Mm-hmm. Um, be in something that was just around the corner. It was a small part. It wasn't like anything major. And mm-hmm. it was in for a short film. But anyway, the main point is I saw this job. I knew I would be perfect for it. But did I just apply for it then and there? No. no. <laughs> I, Why would you? Yeah. I have this thing, which I think you have. I know you have as well. And maybe others do as well. I like kind of hoping that this is a thing and it's just... <laughs> my kind of weird neuroses where I see something which I know I'd be perfect for I know I should go for and then I go but I'll do that later yeah let me think about that let me think about like like there's something something physical that's stopping me from just doing it then and there like I have to like I have to think about it I have to mull it over I have to um 
and it comes again down to that overthinking thing as well yeah where i've got to overthink it like play out all the scenarios in my head is Mm -hmm. this really the right opportunity for me like blah 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 um yeah and anyway the result was of course um that i went back on there not that long after like a few days later to apply Mm -hmm. and the job had gone and Mm -hmm. it wasn't because i'd missed the deadline the deadline was still coming up but i'd gone on there thinking i had time but obviously they in that meantime found someone had just taken the job off Mm -hmm. and i know that that can happen yeah so i know i should be more on the ball with these things yeah um and i wasn't um that does remind me of a second failure of mine this week because <laughs> i didn't choose this as my failure <laughs> this week um was that um i am a member of the am i can't <laughs> i can't remember what it's called i basically i'm a member because i i pay a yearly subscription and i get um public liability insurance with okay. them which is how I'm then automatically a member but I can't remember what they're called it's something like an artist community or something like that um but anyway they were giving out bursaries which I saw a while ago and was like oh I should apply for that because I need money to carry on with my practice I need to invest some money in my yeah business this would be a really good opportunity I should just apply obviously a whole load of other issues coming up for me about asking for help and applying and feeling worthy enough for money thinking they're just gonna not accept me anyway blah 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 sure but anyway I could have done it a lot sooner and I didn't until I realized that I only had a week to go until the deadline and of course the week of the deadline was also the week when just things started getting very busy around Christmas time for me and so at that point I knew I had to set it aside and go actually I'm not going to be able to apply because I've got too much else to do and so I didn't end up applying for a bursary which is so stupid because I have nothing to lose for putting in an application form for a bursary yeah it's Um, free money yeah and if and if I don't get it the worst that's going to happen is that they just say no or I just don't hear from them sure which is probably yeah you probably just wouldn't hear yeah but it's exactly the same thing as what you were saying was that procrastination and because I don't do it straight away then don't end up ever doing it yeah you do miss opportunities that way and um it's something that I need to work on for myself um getting to the bottom of why I do that yeah put things off sometimes it's because maybe they aren't the right opportunities and by taking a step back you can go oh hang on what am I doing I need to right the reason I'm not getting on this straight away is because I don't actually want to do it yeah actually something that's not right for me but other times I just need to take the plunge and just do it because like you say what's the worst that can happen yeah and yet I somehow I stop myself And then I miss these things. Yeah. Okay, well, sounds like uh, we've both been failing in that area. Yes. Um, But you also had something else you wanted to mention. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wanted to mention this because, um, well, at the time that this podcast will be published, it'll be just after the Black Friday weekend. Of course, that mammoth uh, weekend of 
great deals in inverted yes. commas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, Black Friday is always something I've completely ignored with my business. I've just never wanted to be a part no. of, of Black Friday and what it represents, et cetera, et cetera. But there are a lot of small businesses now um, and indie businesses that are doing, trying to do a counter movement to the Black Friday. So they're, they're, they're taking part, but they do, they might do something different. Like it might be 10% of sales will go to a charity over that sure, weekend. Or, yeah. Um, well, that's the one that comes to the top of my head, but there are loads of other kind of creative ideas that people have had to, as a kind of counter movement to the Black Friday, mm. but still taking part and kind of landing, I guess, on the, the tailwind of of that movement. Yeah, that kind of idea of increased sales. I, exactly, yeah. which for small businesses is really important. Um, and I know I should be doing something, doing something about it because it's a good marketing opportunity etc etc and um quite a few people or not quite a few but a couple of the people I follow on social media who are kind of these kind of marketing experts are all saying that you should be getting onto the Black Friday bandwagon um as a small business of course you can do something more creative with it which sounds like a really good thing to do and it's it's one of those things, it's one of those things that I feel I should be doing at the same time as questioning, is it right for me? Um, but feeling bad about not doing it. Um, I haven't done it because of all those questions and it just all feels like one big blur. Yeah, it's that kind of, again, it's, I think it's that kind of I procrastination problem, which is um, kind of hobbling us. A little right. bit. And the overthinking the because over I've been, yeah. I'm going, is it right for me? Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? I should be doing it. Yeah, Mel, you should be doing it. But are you just feeling pressurised into doing it? Is it really right for you? Okay, it's not right for you. But maybe you should be doing it anyway because everyone is saying that you should be doing it. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a big circle Vicious of circle. overthinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I've really allowed that to get in my way. I still don't know what the right answer is, but it just feels like one big fail pile. <laughs> it does, a little bit. Uh, let's move on and just quickly mention what we have succeeded at <laughs> to, to make ourselves subject. feel yeah. a bit better. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so the reason that I was so busy last week um, when I then decided I couldn't apply for these bursaries was because I had my first Christmas market coming up um, and it went really well. Yay! <laughs> I, was, uh, I was really happy. I've been... Well, markets are such a big deal for a small business. There's so much work that goes into preparing for a market and then you go there and for me at least I have had very varying levels of success with the emphasis more being on not doing very well as oh, opposed to doing very well yeah. 
varying levels of failure, maybe yeah. I should say, rather than varying levels of success. Um, but um, yes, I did a market last week, at the end of last week, and it went, yeah, it went really well, um, particularly compared to most of the other markets I've taken part in. <laughs> um, and there, there really is nothing like the buzz of feeling feeling appreciated by people buying the stuff that you make absolutely because it isn't just them like silently handing over the cash there's usually a little oh my god this is amazing Mm -hmm. like i love what you do there's like a lot of uh validation Um, i think that's it yeah yeah and even from people who don't buy your work as well you can still get that you can still have really interesting conversations yeah so um it was very nice feeling (laughs) (laughs) that's so good to hear i mean um in comparison to my success this week that feels like something that should really be shouted about celebrated (laughs) but I like your your success what's your um my success is buying a book um Um, I think this should always be a success I don't know why I have a I always feel like books don't count in terms of spending money. It's like a worthy thing to spend money in, in terms, as far as I'm concerned. Because yeah. um, increasing my um, knowledge of literature and escaping to this other world mm, is just yeah. so important for me. Um, but I'm just particularly excited about this book because um, it is the second book in the Philip Pullman trilogy, A Book of Dust. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I'm so excited about it. I love Northern Lights as a child. Uh, it's one of the, like, our favourite books growing up. I think it was, I even preferred it to, because we read it about the same time as Harry Potter. And yeah. That whole phenomenon was taking off. And actually, at the time, I enjoyed um, his Dark Materials series more than Harry Potter. Yes, I just got so much out of it. <clears throat> and as an adult, I still love it. And so I'm so... So mm-hmm. excited about this new trilogy. Um, and obviously, we read the first one, like, literally, when it first came out. I had it on pre-order. Uh-huh. And so then we had to wait so long for the second one to come out. Yes. Um, and it's a really big one as well. It's, like, so chunky. <laughs> um, and I'm also excited about the fact that Lyra is an adult now, because in this second one, uh, sorry for people who just have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but if you don't, Go and find out. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> this can be an advert for the book. Like, I'm just going to give you some little teasers. You're welcome, Philip Pullman. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> for the booster sales you're about to receive. Um, because I was, like, Lyra's age when I was reading The Northern Lights as a child. Yeah. And so now, reading it with Lyra as an adult, it really feels like, oh, my God, I've grown up with Lyra. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so exciting. And... If anyone else is a massive Philip Pullman, um, Dark Materials fan, then get in touch and tell us how much you love it too. <laughs> yeah, we can fan over it together. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> as I don't have this fangirly thing very much, I kind of feel no. like I'm definitely on the border with it with Northern Lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could go, be, tip, be tipped over the edge um, and, and go into that territory because I don't usually feel that passionately about things. Um, mm-hmm. or to the extent that I see people getting passionate. I over. always feel a bit jealous about 
people who are really passionate about something. Yeah, right. Like the the level of um, enthusiasm and love I see in people for, you know, Harry Potter and uh, Lord of the Rings and, you know, other books and um music or anything yeah Yeah. I just and I just I've never really found that in anything so um actually to kind of find that a little bit with Northern Lights trilogy Mm -hmm. and now by extension now the Book of Dust trilogy um it's really exciting (laughs) okay well that's a nice thing to end our little section on yeah so let's launch into our main topic this week Mm -hmm. and let's start by just being clear about what we mean by the struggle to be generous. Yeah, because we gave you a little intro at the beginning, but admittedly it was maybe a little ambiguous. Yeah, so let's demystify what we're talking about here. Maybe it was a little bit ambiguous because actually uh, the topic itself is is quite hard to be honest about and um, to discuss. In an open way. In an open way. Because actually what we mean by the struggle to be generous is kind of actually the struggle not to be incredibly jealous. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I feel like that's something that's not really talked about. I think jealousy is definitely one of those very uncomfortable topics which nobody likes to bring up. Yeah. um, Particularly when it's towards friends and family. Exactly. It's hard to admit. Yeah. That sometimes... I'm not genuinely happy for somebody <laughs> I'm close to. Um, and it's just, it's not, it's never acknowledged, I don't think, on a large scale. No, I don't, I haven't heard this talked about a lot um, from anyone, really. Yeah. Um, e- e- either, sorry, um, discussions with friends or family, you know, it never really comes up, but also... Um, on other shows and podcasts or on social yeah. media. Um, jealousy. <clears throat> Closely linked with our last episode, which was about comparison. Sure. Because um, I think a lot a lot of the time when jealousy comes up, it is, it is from comparison. Uh, yeah, exactly. Comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Uh, either people you know or even people who you don't know, who mm. you just see... Um, on Facebook or um, in a newspaper article or wherever you... Yeah. Wherever. Exactly. Um, so let's just reassure you that this isn't going to re- be a repeat of uh, our last episode. Yeah, because we want to focus more on that idea of nurturing the generosity within us rather than indulging that feeling of jealousy. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of where we're going to be coming from in this episode. Yeah. Hopefully. So with that in mind, uh, let's ask ourselves the question, why do we think being generous is part of doing the good fail? Okay, yeah. Because, well, why is it? (laughs) Yeah, let's answer that question. (coughs) Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily particularly obvious how generosity um, and being generous to others plays a part in learning how to find acceptance and failure and, and kind of, yeah your own personal journey yeah exactly so I think it's a good idea to to talk about that and give a a wider explanation Mm -hmm. and let's start by kind of a little bit of a confession I guess yeah let's be real here. yeah let's be real and confess 
that being generous is something that sometimes I personally really struggle with. Yeah. Yes, well, we talked last week about how we do struggle with comparison. I do I do find myself comparing myself a lot. And then naturally that leads on to jealousy. It does. And sometimes it's sometimes it's people I don't know, like I say. But sometimes it is when I hear about friends or family doing amazing things. And you, you're cheering them on at the same time as you're feeling absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, I think part of the reason for that is that when we see others reaching their own milestones, um, it can highlight to ourselves our, our own perceived failures. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely know. And it was obviously it's one of the reasons that we started this podcast is that I personally feel quite frustrated with where I am at the moment. Like I don't feel that sense of... Um, success that I imagine other people feel all the time Mm -hmm. and so um then when I being in that place of frustration with my own um personal journey I see others seemingly be doing amazing things and obviously that could get you down because you feel like I'm the only one who's in this position where I'm not getting what I want and I'm not uh getting where I want to be and yeah um everyone else is moving on so quickly and I'm just kind of stuck here yeah um I think whereas um comparison where we were talking about comparison last week and we discussed about how actually comparison can be a positive thing Mm -hmm. and you can really use it to spur yourself on I think jealousy is you've gone too far for that point (laughs) you know yeah it's actually really poisonous it completely like there's not really a good side to jealousy yeah Um, it's just bad and I think because of that it isn't talked about and it isn't um it isn't something that's accepted within our culture like we don't really accept that we feel these feelings um yeah because nobody wants to talk about it because you can't really put a positive spin on it. (laughs) No. So this is what we want to do. We want to talk about the horrible things. But by acknowledging those negative feelings of jealousy, we could actually shine a light on the uh, positive aspect of generosity. Exactly. Because being generous and supportive of others, it's not just, you know, the nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually makes us feel better about ourselves in the long run exactly and I think that's where exactly where this coincides with the good fail exactly because guys you're not just being nice to someone else you're also being nice to yourself exactly by being generous and nurturing that feeling which is all about the good fail so how can we cultivate that generosity if we haven't got it naturally bubbly away within us okay so I feel like this is becoming a regular section of Man and Abra's practical tips <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin yeah and let's just say that this is isn't an exhaustive list it's just like some thoughts that we've had again as ever we are no experts here. <laughs> yeah, let's just put that out there. Yeah, we're just suggesting things that have helped us and that we would like to help you as well. So yeah. maybe you can try them, see what you think. 
as ever, maybe these things don't work for you, but you have another thing that always works for you and we haven't mentioned it. Let us know. We're doing this with you. Exactly. We want to hear from you. We want to know as well other things that help and work. (laughs) Definitely. We want to spread the word and try it for ourselves. Exactly. Um, So I'm just going to mention this one really briefly because we kind of covered it in last week's episode. um, But I think it is important to reiterate here is um, if you are struggling, struggling with feelings of gender jealousy but more importantly struggling to find it within yourself to be generous yes um take a break from social media (laughs) definitely (laughs) this is definitely where the close link with the comparison trap that we talked about last episode comes in exactly because um it's so so easy to fall into the comparison trap like we talked about yeah um on social media um and then if you don't get yourself out which we also discussed yes jealousy ensues big time it does (laughs) um and obviously it is really hard jealousy is such a negative feeling that it can be really hard to kind of claw your way back out of that yeah um talking from personal experience um and so a really good way of just giving yourself total freedom from that is to just take a break from social media um sometimes you've just been bombarded with too much of other people's best bits and you just need to take a break and recharge recharge remind yourself what you're doing um is good as well and focus on you and not others exactly so yeah like i say we're just going to mention that really briefly because we've kind of already we've covered that uh, so that, that's point number one. Yeah. Um, point number two is the good old fake it till you make it. Yeah. But I think actually this one really works. You know, yeah. like fake it till you make it is, um, is said a lot of times. I know. It kind of maybe sounds a bit cheesy, a bit of a cliche. Yeah. But actually the reason it's got like that is because actually it's tried and tested. Exactly. Um, now, I have had experiences of people going, you know, if you don't feel confident, just pretend you feel confident until you do start yes. feeling confident. And sometimes when I'm not feeling confident, that can just be like, oh, shut up. It hasn't worked for me. I've pretended I've been confident yeah. and I still don't feel confident. Yeah. Um, but I have had experience of this working in terms of what we're talking about today, the generosity thing. I have too. Like... It really works for this one. If you, um, okay, so just say a a friend gives you a really good piece of um, news. Yeah, they've just succeeded at something that they've been working towards or whatever it might be, something out of the blue that's just turned up, like a really good piece of fortune. Um, I think that's the one that gets me is like when it's not something that someone's been working towards, it's when something, suddenly some really good fortune happens to someone yeah um and I just sit there going why does that never happen to me yeah you're kind of going oh that's so great for you yeah Yeah, I'm so happy and on the inside inside, oh that never happens to me it's so unfair blah 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 please tell me we're not the only ones (laughs) that happens to (laughs) anyway (laughs) um if I do like take a second and then be like I am so happy for you. That's such good news. Actually, I do end up... It does make me feel 
feel that feeling. Whereas yeah, I've you, had, do you know what I mean? I've had um, this experience where I've been in a group situation and somebody has said something wonderful that's happened to yeah. them. And everyone else jumps in. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I do think that's amazing for you. I don't immediately say anything because I feel absolutely awful about myself. Like yeah. it just drives like a wedge straight to my heart. And I'm like, oh my God, my life is awful. Yeah. Because I haven't had that feeling of euphoria. Um, and at that moment, I could decide and just not to say anything. There's like, there's plenty of people that say, mm-hmm. I could say a non-commissional, oh, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, leave it at that. And it wouldn't yeah. particularly be noticed. Um, and then I could go away and just feel rubbish. Mm-hmm. The times when I have pushed that thought aside after, you know, after having that first wave yeah. of actually then stepping out of that thought and actually making, going out of my way to say, that's absolutely amazing. I'm yeah. so happy for you. It is amazing, like the kind of the shift in my own, yeah my own perspective on things yeah you like convince yourself exactly by saying it out loud loud. um and just that those moments that's where I've noticed how much it helps like the moments where I didn't have to say something but I did Mm -hmm. um and then it makes me feel so much better and actually then genuine feelings of happiness yes then start to emerge yeah (laughs) so this one really does work in this situation like I say, sometimes you you might be going, oh, guys, shut up. That never works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just look on the bright side. Yeah. But no, this one really does, or certainly has for us. In our experience. <clears throat> yeah. Just fake the emotions and then you convince yourself. Exactly. And, and then you do genuinely feel those emotions. And then you genuinely emotions. feel them. Because especially if it is a friend um, or a family member, actually you are really happy for them. You are exactly you want you only want the best things for them. Yeah. But it just takes a moment to realise that. Yeah. <laughs> and to convince your brain that that's what you really feel. Yes, exactly. Um, and so uh the next our next point, which follows very nicely on from that, is to be generous to yourself. Yeah, I think this is really important to realise that it's actually okay and natural to feel jealous. Yeah. Let's just let's that's just say it how it is. Like we do feel jealous. <clears throat> it is a negative emotion. We don't want to feel it all the time. We want to work our way out of that feeling when we do feel it. Yeah. But it's inevitable that we are you're going to feel jealous. Yeah. Just don't get hung up about it. Um and by acknowledging that feeling, it can stop us getting out of control. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like the, in the scenario we were just playing out, um, if you you do you are, do you get hit by a wave of jealousy, uh, if you just go okay, acknowledge that that's what you're feeling, mm-hmm. rather than because often if you don't acknowledge the feeling, it can manifest as just feeling in a bad mood and a bit angry or yeah. frustrated. But if you can acknowledge it as jealousy and realize that's what it is then you can make a step. It's like, okay, I know I'm feeling jealous here, but actually um, the thing that's going to make me feel better about this is actually going up and congratulating the person and and genuinely feeling good yeah. for them. Not just kind of going going about your day feeling cranky and not knowing why. Yeah. 
or not acknowledging why. Yeah, exactly. So I do thoroughly recommend people to just be generous to other people. Yeah. But be generous to yourself Be generous to yourself. Allow yourself those feelings and then move on. Point number four. I I hesitated because I suddenly couldn't count. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what point are we on? Um, Is gratitude. This is our biggie for the week. Yeah. We kind of wanted to spend a bit more time on this one. um, Because we actually feel it's a really important one for the good fail. But I don't think that we've particularly talked about it in all that much detail I before think now. So. We have mentioned it briefly on another episode, which I, I can't remember now which one. Yeah. <laughs> We're so good about listening back to our episodes <laughs> and getting all this down before we start recording. Um where we, we first we first really um started to think about gratitude as a phenomenon. Mm-hmm when we started listening to Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Conversations, which I know we definitely recommended, I think, in episode two. Yeah, so possibly that was the episode yeah. we mentioned um, gratitude in. Love you, Oprah. <laughs> yeah, and another shout out yeah. to our BFF. <laughs> we first heard about it from Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Conversations, which we've said before, but I'll say again, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, you should go check it out um, and just feel good about life. Um, every week she has a different guest who comes on mm-hmm. um, to the show who she interviews who has just you know just doing good in the world usually brought out a book or um, doing TED talks or something inspirational they are this is where she differs from our podcast like these are people who are kind of succeeding in what they're doing yes <laughs> yeah no pretense <laughs> yeah yeah Obviously, we're in the midst of failure in a good way, but these people are people who are talking from a, a point of success. They are, um, but anyway, the the point that of bringing this show up is because what the main takeaway has been when I've listened to over ten episodes mm-hmm. of this show has really been that it doesn't seem to matter what point of view people are coming from when they come and talk on her show, whether it's been from, uh, uh, you know, um, some some people have come to a good place in their life after suffering a horrendous bereavement or um, coming out of an addiction. Mm-hmm. Some people have just been, you know, straight up successful mm-hmm. right from the off, but mm-hmm. maybe unexpectedly I don't know. It just it what I'm trying to say is doesn't matter what point of view they're coming from and they come from different points of view. Mm-hmm. Nearly all of them end up in some way talking about gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's not to say all of them do, yeah. but I feel like a majority of them like if you take her series as a whole. Yeah. Um most people are talking about feeling grateful is a way of um improving your life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the reason I brought up the fact that um, it's important to point out that the people she's talking to are coming from a point of success mm-hmm. um, is that it's interesting to hear from from people who are succeeding in their life now um, how they got through the hard times. Because when you look back on something with hindsight, um, you do get more clarity on it. Yes, and... I think a lot of them were finding that what helped them get through in 
yes a lot of cases was this feeling of gratitude towards small things like it's an attitude thing I could be feeling really horrendous about this and I'm justified in feeling horrendous about this because it's an awful situation um but actually if I can find some way of feeling grateful for just small little things right actually that that has a huge improvement on my well-being Right, which links very nicely to the next podcast we wanted to talk about, which is also linked to gratitude, um, called The Science of Happiness. Yeah, it's um, a podcast by um, Daka Keltner, yes, and you can find it on all on all podcasting apps, I believe. Yes, we'll, we can talk more in depth about that element of it later on. Yes, um, but... Um, how it links is that uh, in one of the episodes of the series, um, they talk about gratitude. Have a whole whole episode on gratitude, and um, every every week they talk about a different um, method that can maybe help you feel some sense of happiness. Yeah. Um, this particular episode is gratitude and every week they get one person in who kind of as a, a kind of guinea pig to experiment with a different method yeah. of um yeah like I say finding a, a small amount of happiness um not you know big life-altering things but just small things practices that you can do um and anyway the episode about gratitude um, they have someone in called Todd Zwillick, who's a successful journalist, who tries out um, a gratitude meditation, mm-hmm. doing doing that, I think, on a daily basis. Um, and now the thing that he found with the gratitude that was surprising and I felt was quite illuminating was that um, by the time he'd been doing it for an amount of time yes. he realized that where he had started off being grateful for the big things in his life the things that you would expect people to be grateful for and um and and the things that as someone who maybe doesn't feel successful you're striving towards yes yeah um, I think that was yeah that was the thing for me was like because I couldn't feel grateful for the massive things that yes. happened because I haven't had many massive yeah. things happen um, but he found that actually, after he'd been grateful for those things and got those kind of out of the yeah. way, actually he he found more satisfaction from feeling gratitude for the small things. Mm, yeah, right. Then for those bigger things, which I thought was really interesting and completely mind-blowing as somebody who strives so much, like, oh, I just want to be able to feel amazing about myself because I've achieved these massive milestones. And actually realising that you could feel even better about the really small things. Small things. Yeah. And how reassuring is that, that I can <clears throat> be practising that now? Because these are mm-hmm. things that are happening to everybody. Yeah. It's not just, it's not the massive things which maybe you don't, you only ever feel once in your life or never. It's actually the really small things that yeah. can be so important. Yeah. That's amazing. I I was I just found that quite quite illuminating and un, unexpected as well. You wouldn't expect that. You would expect <clears throat> um, from somebody who's so successful 
those are going to be the things that that they are so grateful for. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of bring this back to why we're mentioning gratitude and how this relates to um, being generous to others. Right. You may think that we've gone off onto a bit of a, a tangent. A bit of a here. tangent. Um, the second part of this podcast, the science of happiness, is always um, it kind of an, an interview with an expert or yeah some kind of scientist yeah who... in this case it was uh somebody called christina khan who's a neuroscientist um and she has been doing uh like a some collaborative research to do with gratitude and generosity funnily enough so this is how it links in mm-hmm. um because she has uh, done this experiment with a group of people um who she got one group, she kind of split the group into two um, and they were, both jur- both groups were journaling, but one group was specifically journaling about gratitude. So kind of writing down what they've been grateful for that day, mm-hmm. whatever. And the second group, uh, just like ordinary things that happened throughout the day, kind of, you know, the mundane and mm-hmm. um, whatever they could think of. Yeah, how mo- most people would, kind of naturally journal yeah kind of put a journal in their hand and said okay you need to start journaling now yes right um and after they've been doing that for about three weeks I think they brought them in and they did they put them into one of these brain scanners Mm -hmm. um and this I mean this is where it gets like technical for me I don't really particularly understand the science behind it like in terms of you know what the brain activity was showing yes um but the outcome was, was that they would give them this visualization to do when they were in the brain scanner, um, to do with, first of all, um, visualizing themselves receiving a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then the second visualization was to imagine themselves giving a large amount of money to some charity. Mm -hmm. Um, and the outcome was that the people who had been doing the, um, journaling about gratitude felt a lot they felt a lot more generous. Yes. The feeling of generosity had, had increased. They um, got more, they got more satisfaction, I think, from the visualization of giving loads of money away yes. rather than receiving loads exactly. of money for themselves. And, and just to also say that I think they had all, all of them had been given the same visualization before they started journaling. Yes. So they could see the change. Yes that the people who'd been journaling about gratitude had increased. Yes, exactly. Um, maybe it's a kind of nice thing to add that um, at the beginning, before they did the experiment on this specific group of people, yeah. they had been experimenting just with just with the getting people to vi- do that visualisation. Right. And they had noticed um, that older people had yeah right I forgot about that had a a larger sense of generosity yeah they were more benevolent they kept benevolent that was the word word. yeah so um people who are older had 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 I don't know had this sense was developed more in them of benevolence and generosity um and so the experiment they then did on this specific group of people was on students and Christina Khan was explaining that they what they wanted to do was see if they could try and cultivate this generosity and benevolence earlier yes um in people 
which is why they were then doing this experiment. Yeah. So a cool experiment, um, amazing to be doing an experiment or something so positive, like um, wonderful to know that you can get more, more and more generous with age. I think it, I really, that was a, a good takeaway for me because so often we feel like we're losing things when yes. we get older, but this was something that's um, maturing and yeah. getting better. And um, just how lovely is that? So that was a really nice little positive, which is completely by the by. Yeah. <laughs> but it just totally um, ties in to what we're talking about, which is feeling gratitude about your you, what you have day, day to day actually increases your ability to be generous towards others. Yes. Um, because let's just put it really simply in that... Um, gratitude or or being capable of generosity to others is all about knowing your own worth Mm -hmm. exactly um and so taking a moment to be grateful for what you have in your life um gives your life more meaning and more worth which you can then use to feel more generous towards others yes because i think a lot of the time when jealousy does arise as we already said it's because it shines a light on your perceived own failings yes um, whereas if you've already taken the time to feel grateful for all the things that are going right in your life, you're then more inclined to feel good about other people's success as well. Exactly. So it's just, it's all about changing <clears throat> that perspective. And gratitude is an amazing way of being able to change that perspective. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is what uh, all our podcasts are telling us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like everything we listen to. Yeah, is and it's supported by science. It's supported by science. <laughs> what more? Can you yeah, <laughs> for all those kind of skeptics out there. <clears throat> okay, so what can we conclude from all this then? Uh, we've given you a few pointers, and I think one of the things we could take away from this, um, which we have literally just said, but I shall repeat, is that. Being generous to others is really linked with how generous we are to ourselves. Yeah. If we can't realise what we have and um, give ourselves a bit of kindness, how how can we look at somebody else and feel kind and yeah benevolent towards them? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> just <a> <laughs> <disagreeing>. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, being successful might increase our ability to be happy for the su- success of others. Yes. You know, being successful ourselves. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, a little quick way of, or not so quick, but, you know, <laughs> yes. um, it's natural that if you're feeling pretty successful because you've had some good stuff happening to you, you're more likely to be happy for others. Yeah. But, big but, yeah, <laughs> if we can find acceptance of the journey we're on um and gratitude for what what we've experienced and achieved you know ourselves big or small big or small what we have now then maybe well no not maybe definitely the science proves it guys we can become more generous to others and i think the main main thing really or the main takeaway from this is that it is possible to cultivate generosity by cultivating gratitude. Yes. So it's just it's just something that we don't have to feel like 
uh, oh, well, I, you know, I just don't feel grateful or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, this person can feel grateful because they've got loads of stuff going right for them in their lives. Um, so, you know, they've mm-hmm. got all this mm-hmm. excess uh, gratitude that they can pass around yeah. really nearly people. Yeah. It's like, this is something that you have power to change about yourself. You can cultivate it. You can yeah. nurture that within yourself yeah. and become a better person and a more grateful mm-hmm. and generous person and by extension, better at doing the good fail. Uh-huh. And what would Sheila say? You, you have the power! <laughs> but in like a much better voice than that. Oh yeah, just imagine it. <laughs> in Sheila's voice. In Sheila's voice. Um, it's maybe quite obvious what our recommendation for this week is going to be. Yeah, maybe you've guessed it already, <laughs> but let's, we've um, talked about it enough. Let's put it down in cold hard fact. Uh, the Science of Happiness podcast is hosted by Daka Keltner, who is a professor of psychology. Um, so he knows what he's talking about. He is. Um, and it's a great one for the skeptics out there. We've said we've already said it, but because it does have that science um element to it mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just somebody saying oh you know have all these feelings about yeah. this it's everything is backed up with cold hard scientific fact yes and there's always a little guinea pig who comes on to experiment with uh, a small task yeah um and then there's always some kind of scientist or something so it has a bit for everyone yeah it, it has the kind of the feelings and the the, the person who is just kind of trying it out for the first time and how they feel after doing that. Yeah. But then they also have the expert coming on and saying, well, this is why. Yeah, explaining how it works. Yeah. So it's a really interesting one. And also the episodes are quite short, so you can just listen to, um, you know, a couple and get a little boost. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you've just got a quick break, you can just listen yeah, to one. Yeah, train, 20-minute train ride or something. Yeah, and get a little new idea for something you can try out. Yeah. And with that in mind, we do also want to make another recommendation this week. Yes. Said with a little bit of hesitation, um, the the second recommendation we have for you is to buy a plain notebook. That's right. (laughs) Or maybe if you're like me, you already have dozens of plain notebooks at home. You just need to dig one out. You just need to find (laughs) one. Um, And turn it into a um, gratitude journal. Yes. The reason why we hesitate about this is because, um, Merle, you've tried this yourself and I have witnessed you trying it (laughs) with the kind of limited success, shall we say. Okay. So the first time I tried doing a gratitude journal was when I was in a very, very bad place. (laughs) Um, I was feeling so miserable. It was before, um, before I quit. I was working in London, I can't remember how much I've gone into of my life story, but I was working in London um, at the time, and it wasn't the job that was getting me down, it was just the commuting, and it wasn't what I really wanted to be doing. Um, The job itself was very interesting, and the people who I worked with were lovely, but yeah, like I say, I was having to commute to London, and I Wanted, just wanted to work myself, basically. Yeah, ultimately, you had that seedling of your own business, but yes. you hadn't taken that step yet yes. to start it. So exactly. It was in that space So before. it was 
kind of in that space of feeling frustrated and depressed, kind of commuting to London was not fun. I think a lot of people will be able to identify with that situation. Yeah, it was just so awful, especially in the winter and it was dark and cold. Um, I was having to, yeah, two hour commute each way, changing, I think I had two changes, having to wait on cold platforms in the winter and the dark. Just, it's just not fun. You're painting a bleak picture. Bleak, bleak <laughs> picture. And that was how I was feeling. It was really bleak and really down. And sometimes I was crying in the morning. <laughs> not good, guys. Anyway, at some point during this time, I started a gratitude journal. And I think I did keep it up for nearly a year, which was quite good. Um, and I think... I can't remember now. I think I was just doing it in the evenings. Yeah. Um, but maybe, at, I think at some point when I first started, I was doing it in the morning and the evening. That was way too much for me. <laughs> um, I could not find that anything to be grateful for. No, I'm joking. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but also in all seriousness. Mm, that's why maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was in the evening and I was writing down, just before bed, three things during the day that I was grateful for. And I found it really, really hard to dredge up sometimes three things mm-hmm. that I could be grateful for. Um, I did do it. And I can't say I noticed a discernible difference in my feelings of, um, you know, then beginning to feel better about my life until I, until I actually made the change that I needed, which was quitting the job. Um, so this isn't like a cure-all, you're suddenly going to feel so much better about your life if you can be grateful for the small things. Um, If there's something really big in your life that needs to be changed, maybe we can say. Yes. Then that's... the the, Doing the gratitude thing isn't going to suddenly make you feel really happy about your situation. Um, But I think it's a helpful tool. And like we say, the science... Science proves that it does something. It does work. Um, So, although we haven't had... uh, We're not recommending this from personal success. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We are recommending it as something that we've heard about, which we believe is a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so we would love to know if it works for you. (laughs) Yeah. So, we are recommending it kind of in the hopes that some of you will go out and 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 find yourself a plain journal. Yeah. Start doing the gratitude. And can I just say that I think maybe doing three things is maybe like overkill. It might be. You could just, <laughs> you could you just, could just find do one thing. One thing. To be grateful Even for. Even finding one thing in a day that you're grateful yeah. for. It's actually, small. I think it's actually easy to find one thing. It can sometimes be a struggle to find yeah. three things. Um, so let's, let's not, you know, try and overdo things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you do go out and get plain journal and you start journaling gratitude, uh, that wasn't said in a very Craig way, but <laughs> if you start finding reasons to be grateful and you journal about it uh, and you're finding that it's really working, or maybe you're finding it's not working, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's something we can try as well and we can all, yeah, we could all try together. Um, I, realize that we keep saying get in touch get in touch <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of hoping 
it doesn't sound completely desperate. At the same time, we are mentioning it so much because we really want it to happen. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> so um, we would love to have this dialogue being open and kind of two-way street. Yeah. Um, so we will say it as many times <laughs> as we need to before somebody starts talking back (laughs) what's coming up in our next episode and shall we just mention that it is our last episode next week i was looking at you (laughs) what are we gonna mention (laughs) something i haven't remembered um i don't want this to just be sprung on you next week or yeah. the week after when you find we haven't uploaded anything <laughs> right. uh we are taking a little break over christmas yeah. and we are going to start back with season two series two depending if you're american or english yeah um in the new year in the new year at some point yeah <laughs> um so next week will be the last episode yeah for a little while um, but that doesn't mean you can't just re-listen to our first episode if you want to. Absolutely. <laughs> Go back and listen to them all again. Yeah. Um, and keep yourself nourished until you hear our lovely voices coming at you season two. Yes. But you needn't worry this week because there is another episode yes. coming up next week. Which is all about um, why we put conditions on our happiness. Okay. I'm interested. I can't remember what we've got planned for that <laughs> one. It's like, oh, oh I'm intrigued. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> we don't know. We do know, but we've just forgotten. Yeah. But you don't know, and you should find out by listening next week. Love you all so much. Yeah. I hope you're not suffering too much from the horrible colds that we are. Yeah. Um, if you are, get well. If you're not, be good. And don't get ill. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales. And online at www.merlemadetales.com. Together, we can be found on Facebook at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good Fail. If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail, and thanks for listening.